Hello, and welcome to the How to Get an Analytics Job podcast. My name is John David Arianson, and I'm your host. I'm what you would call a practicing professor. I have years of experience consulting in the analytics industry, and I have years of experience teaching analytics in the classroom at Greensboro College. This podcast is an ecosystem that I developed for my students so that they could get world-class career advice from leading analytics experts. To date, my students have got to ask questions directly to analysts and data scientists from Amazon, Apple, and Google. They've even got to talk directly to CEOs, CMOs, and presidents of companies who have been former clients of mine to get insights on how senior managers use data to drive their business decisions. If you're interested in becoming one of my students, check the links in the description down below. I'm currently offering two programs. One is a one-month career services program, and the other is an analytics apprenticeship program associated with Greensboro College. In both of those programs, we take a three-tiered hybrid approach. So you'll have access to pre-recorded asynchronous lectures, live group lectures in a cohort setting, and one-on-one coaching with experts in the analytics space. On average, our students are gaining about a $16,000 pay increase going through the program. On the high end, we've actually helped someone achieve a $54,000 pay increase. This means that on average, our students are recouping their investment between one to two months of landing their job. So if you're ready to take your career to the next level, click the links in the description and apply for our program. I would love to get to work with you. With all that being said, I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. Hello and welcome to the How to Get an Analytics Job podcast. In this podcast, we talk to experts in and around the analytics industry. One week, we may talk to a data scientist from a FANG tech company. Then the next week, we may talk to a data engineer or business analyst, or even I may pull one of my consulting clients so you get to hear from an executive on how they use data to drive business decisions day in and day out. My name is John David Arianson, and I'm the founder of Silvertone Analytics, which is a boutique consulting agency that focuses on analytics for medium to small-sized businesses. I'm also a professor at Greensboro College, where I teach analytics. Most recently, I have founded the Greensboro College Analytics Apprenticeship Program, which melds these two job functions together. This is your opportunity to work directly with me and one of my clients. The Greensboro College Analytics Apprenticeship Program is a three-month program. In the first month, you're going to be completing the Analytics Foundation Certification backed by Greensboro College. Then in month two, you're going to be taking that knowledge base that you developed in month one and applying it out in the field where you're going to be working with one of my client's executive teams, where you're going to be solving a business problem using data and analytics tools. Then in the third month, we're going to bring it all together with a full month of career services. Now, this is going to be quite a bit different than the typical career services at a university or a college. Here, I'm going to help you build a professional brand around where you are as an analyst. So in the first month, you have worked with a ton of different data sets. We're going to take the data sets that really resonate with you to help you hone in on your ideal entry-level job. We're going to build a Tableau public portfolio around that area of expertise. We're going to razor focus your resume and LinkedIn. And I'm also going to coach you on how to talk about yourself in an interview setting. So if you're ready to break into the analytics space, 
head over to learn.silvertoneanalytics/apprenticeship. And there you can learn more about the program, and if you're interested, you can apply. With all that being said, let's start the podcast episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. We are trying something new moving forward. So on Thursdays, we're going to do a little mini episode, give you some snackable content, and we're calling this Tactical Thursdays. So we're going to break down a specific tactic, or in today's episode, it's actually a phrase, and then really speak in depth about a topic instead of typically what we do in our you know Tuesday episodes is interview someone and it's a much wider conversation. This is going to be narrow and very hyper-focused on a specific topic. So Elizabeth, what is our tactic for today? So today we're going to be talking about your network is your net worth. And we're going to be breaking down that phrase, what it actually means, and how you can apply networking to your advantage when you're in a job search. Yeah, and I, I love this concept because I think networking is people hate doing it or they don't really understand the core concept of networking. You're absolutely right. People really hate networking. It seems intimidating or scary. And I want to start this off by saying I don't necessarily think that your network is just static. It's always growing. So I always say to people, it's not about who you know, but who you're willing to get to know. And so part of that is sort of psyching yourself up and saying, I'm going to reach out to somebody and trying to get past that fear or anxiety of reaching out and approaching this as a way of connecting with somebody, building a relationship with them rather than using them for something. So you're really just trying to get to know more people in the analytics space so that they can serve as advocates for you potentially in the future. Right. We actually interviewed Jasmine O'Connell, who is... I think she is the director of analytics for a medical startup, and she said that before they even put a job posting out, she reaches out to people she knows. And I mean, (laughs) I think she felt a little bit, um, I don't know if uneasy is the right word, but she's like, yeah, we we reach out to people who already have jobs. And it's like, well, that relationship that they've already developed with someone who already has a full-time job, there's monetary value there. And I I don't want to like break down human to human interactions as you know I should talk to Elizabeth for five minutes because she's worth $25 a minute for me or something (laughs) like that it's not that rigid but as you get deeper into your career the more people you can meet and interact with and have a positive outcome so if you do a a job for someone and you really just nail your, your specific analytics project they're so much more likely to refer you and that referral is so much just magnitudes more intense and valuable than putting a resume on Indeed or Monster or LinkedIn. Yes, absolutely right on this one. I think that if you show that you show up really well, that you're competent, that you do a good job, that you're reliable, when you're doing work with people, whether that's in a full-time job or in a consulting role or a side hustle, then you will see referrals coming in. That's just how this works because people will recommend you. And so I think also to your point about Jasmine, it is much easier for a hiring manager to say, hey, people in my network, who do you know? Because that way they're getting a referral, they're getting a recommendation, as opposed to having to go through 200, 300, 1,000 resumes where they have no link to this person whatsoever. Well, you know what the underlying concept is. It's social proof. Right. 
So they are, they're reaching out to someone that they know so that they can get a vetted candidate. So Jasmine will reach out to me and I can say, you know, Chris has done fantastic work for me in the past, which that is a much stronger argument for, yes, come in and interview than, oh, you have an MBA, oh, you've worked in Excel, oh, you have a certification. Getting that referral is just a lot more potent, I would say. Yeah, it definitely is. I think that because you're getting that backing of somebody you already know and trust, then this person that they're putting in front of you already has some clout. That's absolutely true. But I do want to speak to even just reaching out. So I think that there are a lot of ways you can reach out. One of the best ways is through a warm introduction where you have a person in common who has suggested that you reach out, and they may even introduce you. That's the best way is if they introduce you either in person or via email or on LinkedIn. And if they don't have a warm um, introduction, if you don't have that warm connection, but let's say that John, David, and I talked and you tell me to reach out to Sarah, well, I can reach out to Sarah on my own and say John David suggested that I reach out. The third final way is sort of a cold reach out where maybe you have something in common. Maybe you went to the same school as this person or you are in a user group that they've been in or you're in a professional association, whatever it might be. And what you need to do there is mention what you have in common and specify why you're reaching out. Now, I caution you not to say, hey, John David, we met at the Tableau user group and I'm reaching out about a job. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like, can you get me uh, hired? I would instead encourage you to be thinking about, could we get coffee? Could we chat about analytics? I want to learn more from you. And then you're building that relationship with that person, which will go much further for you than just sort of a transactional one-off ask for a job. Right. I, I think that the the relationship concept is, is, is really key here because we're social creatures. You know, we're, we're kind of like we exist in tribes. And one thing that the COVID crisis has has kind of illuminated with a lot of people is that their employment is not nearly as stable or secure. You know, one thing, when, in this instance, a global pandemic could shut down your job. Mm -hmm. That is when you really are going to be leaning on your network. And I think that... I've actually talked to um, you know, my former business partner, Gary Fly, that he often has people who are 30 years, 20 years into their career reach out to him and say, hey, I just got let go. Mm -hmm. I know nobody. Can you please introduce me? By that time, it's too late mm -hmm. because you don't have that 10-year relationship or five-year relationship where you've known someone and then they can give you that referral. I mean... If Gary is the only contact they have, he's his his reach is only so so limited. It's not it's not he knows. Every, I mean, Gary does know everyone in Greensboro, but that's kind of a rare right. anomaly here. If you can find those people, those are good people. Right, to know. right. So he is. That's that's another really fascinating point. Like there are people who are vector forces. Yes. So if you connect with them, they can connect you to so many different people. Right, and they love doing that. Some people that are really good at that really enjoy doing it. And if you can find those folks. That's phenomenal. But to your point about reaching out when you need something as opposed to building that relationship ahead of time, I always say it's nice to reach out to somebody when you're not even needing anything. You're not even in your job search. Maybe you just want to get to know this person. You want to start building that relationship with them and follow up with them, keep them updated. I mean, I often tell the story of how I got my first job out of grad school was through just doing this, an informational interview that I followed up with this person 
for a year and then a job opportunity popped up at the university where she was working and that's how I got employed there and now she's my business partner today. That started not from me saying, hey, Bridget, I would really like a job. It started from me saying, hey, Bridget, I'd like to hear a lot more about this program you went through for graduate school, what you're doing as a director of a career center. And we got to know each other and really hit it off. So I think that asking um, is okay at the right time, not maybe asking for specifically, I want that job, but who all should I talk to? That's a great question to ask. But I think you really need to start building relationships before you need anything, before you're looking. Well, it really sets the tone yeah. for your relationship. If, if it's one-sided, it's not very much a It's, a it's transaction. no longer a relationship. Yeah, right. and people might feel a little used. Yeah, I, would, I think that's a fantastic way to kind of wrap up our very first Tactical Thursday. Love it. <laughs> so if you guys want more content related to analytics, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you guys next week. Hey, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I'm curious, were there any valuable insights or lessons that you learned? One thing that could hugely help us out is if you just took 30 seconds and left us a review with a little blurb about what you learned. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Hey, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I'm curious, were there any valuable insights or lessons that you learned? One thing that could hugely help us out is if you just took 30 seconds and left us a review with a little blurb about what you learned. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.